HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, hey, you're listening to Eat Your Words. This is Heritage Radio Network, and I'm your host, Kathy Irway. We're here, as usual, at Roberta's Pizza in Brooklyn, and uh, we just had a really hot week, so hopefully now we've uh, finished, we, we've, uh, you know, gone, gone through the worst of it, and we're ready to cook again, I hope so, and shop at the Green Market, because... I have an all-star group of guests today, and they are here to celebrate a new cookbook called Green Market to Gotham. It's uh, written by Chef Alfred Portelli, who's in the house. How are you? Hi, I'm I'm great. Great to be here. Thanks so much for coming here. Um, My pleasure. And also your business partner, um, managing editor. uh, Managing editor. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) General manager of (laughs) Gotham Bar and Grill, Brett Census. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. And we also have Union Square Green Market General Manager or Editor, something like that, David Hughes. Uh, operations Manager is fine. <laughs> glad to be here. Um, I'm glad that I nailed everyone's title so well. Um, so this new cookbook, Gotham to Green, Green Market to Gotham, nailing that one as well, um, just came out in June, the end of June. It's a recipe journal. And it's all vegetarian as well. That's right, Kathy. Uh, you know, we, um, <clears throat> for I think four years now, we've had a, a, a dining program in the summer um, that we call uh, Green Market to Gotham. And we feature uh, 12 farms uh, for 12 weeks. And the idea is, is to create a menu um, around each each of the, the farmers and what mm. they're producing and what is sort of at the peak of the of its so uh, spotlighting season. each one by exactly the week, yeah. and you know we're in our fourth year now and um we decided to to really <clears throat> kind of celebrate um 
uh, and and honor the uh, the farmers in a way. And we put out this recipe journal that sort of tracks some of our our more popular dishes. Yeah, the, the, the highlights from the, the exactly. Years. It's a highlight reel. <laughs> Seriously, and and I love how it is a journal because you do go in depth and. Uh, talk about the farmers and their produce and also the winemakers too um you have some wine pairing suggestions throughout it yeah we had a lot of fun and you know we've we're you know gotham bar and grill you know for 30 years we've been two blocks from union square market mm-hmm. and, and have had a very long um history okay. with with using the market yeah. um and 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 you know a great relationship with many of the farmers so um it just made sense for us to uh, to do this. Well, and we also I think it's one of the reasons we called it a recipe journal is it's it's we've got three books that Alfred's uh, put together with yeah. you know uh, hard cover and they're and they're beautiful and mm-hmm. they've got uh, hundreds of recipes in it. And this was this was meant to be uh, a little bit more simple, and it's got uh, just thirty six recipes, uh, an appetizer, an entree, and a, a dessert that's are inspired by an individual farm over the course of 12 weeks. So 12 weeks on 12th Street, three-course menu, awesome. 36 recipes. And they're accessible, too. I mean, they look – I mean, they're, the technique is definitely way above and beyond my home kitchen, but I, I think that, you know, looking through it, it looks like something that I could roll up my sleeves and, well, and really get into. Yeah, the, the way to look at the book is, first of all, the appetizers are all – I'm sure within your wheelhouse, they're very okay. simple. Um, we have something as simple as you know, a, a spicy arugula salad with fresh strawberries mm-hmm. and, a, and a simple vinaigrette and some shaved uh, pecorino. Um, the entrees um, are a, a little more time-consuming, and, and the reason for that is, you know, we're you know, we're Gotham Bar and Grill, and we're trying to create food sort of in the style uh, of the restaurant. So, mm-hmm. um, how to know how to do that um but the way that um i think the best way to use the book is to, is to make the appetizers but look at the entrees and um as component recipes and use them just take one of the oh. components and use it as a side dish you know Lovely. there's a great caponata recipe there's a you know roasted fennel or there, there are a number of or your spaghetti puttanesca recipe maybe i can toss that on top of a fish or something like that, that exactly top, yeah, yeah that sauce yum mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's flash back a second because um, Gotham Bar and Grill is now 30 years old. It's been around since 1985. And Green Market just celebrated its 37th anniversary. And uh, that was a really fun night market last Wednesday to celebrate that. Yes, it was. Uh, I guess it was um, It was extremely hot uh, day. <laughs> but I guess, we, had, right. we, had, we had a great night. We mm-hmm. Basically, we had a night market on, on the just last Wednesday at Union Square. We stayed open until 8 p.m. We had 12 restaurants come in, set up, um, and sell delicious food. We had Brooklyn Brewery served beer. And really we had good a, beer. And we the had Green the Market Wheat, yum. Green Market Wheat beer was fantastic, and we had a great band there. So, um, And that was an accident, actually, mm-hmm. I have to say, that that date was picked. We just realized after we picked it that, oh, oh it a second. was the 37th anniversary. <laughs> that's our birthday. So it kind of worked out very well. Well, it was a great birthday party. So that's, that was 37 years in Union Square, right? Yeah. Pretty much. I think, yeah. you know, it started in, on 59th Street, I think June of, or July of, of 76. And okay. very shortly thereafter, it was at Union Square, I think sometime in August. So, yeah. And back in 1976 and in 1985, 
the Union Square area was a very different place. The restaurants there weren't um, thought to be the best, you know, ones in town for sure. Um, and the uh, the Union Square was a little bit of a rough and tumble place. I remember some of the farmers would have horror stories about finding needles in their spot <laughs> the next morning when they're setting up. And um, but that's really evolved and. So tell me a little bit, Alfred, because you've been with Gotham since the beginning. How exactly did you decide to start sourcing from the green market, and how unusual or challenging was that? Well, you know, it's for chefs, um, a major source of inspiration is our ingredients, Mm -hmm. um, whether it be a bluefoot chicken or... Or uh, you know uh, some blue for chicken. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We're talking about chickens. Um, so it makes sense. To, it made sense to me to um, you know walk through the market. It's the, you know it's it's there four days a week, and I would just walk through it. Mm. And um, when I was thinking about menu and changing dishes, um, and see what you know what what the farmers were producing, and just be inspired. Uh, by ingredients, yeah, and you know, of course, it's it uh, it was practical for us to buy from the green market because for because we're so close. We were twelve ab- east twelve. We're yeah. A- yeah, we're able to you know send over somebody with a hand truck, and mm-hmm. and in fact, some of the farmers, well, they're before they set up, drop product with us. Perfect. Um, so we've you know we're we're very very fortunate to be that close to the market. Yeah, I think. Uh, we highlighted in the book the, the progression that I think both Grow NYC and the green market uh, has uh, over the last 30 years, uh, as well as at Gotham. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make sure that we point out that we actually opened in 84. 84. We'll be 30 next March, um, which we're looking forward to celebrating. Um, and Alfred uh, did join just one year afterwards. And right. The, it, it, I think it should be pointed out, too, that, that Alfred uh, in... Uh, after that one year, reimagined the restaurant uh, mm. and recreated it in what it is today. And a lot of that was uh, inspired by ingredients at the time in, in the, the U.S. Uh, was a period known as the New American Cuisine Movement, um, which was all about ingredients. And he had just come back from France where ingredients were uh, abundant. Mm. Uh, and you know, he talks about it in the book. He found it a little frustrating at times in New York that you just couldn't, couldn't find that high quality ingredient. So, Grow NYC Green Market uh, has really improved that landscape for chefs and for consumers in New York. I just I just pulled yeah. a couple of things out of the book that you, you said, Brett. Uh, you said it was a portal between the farm country and the professional kitchen, the marketplace, and it really is. And it's an invaluable. It's invaluable f- for our producers that you guys come there and shop, um, because you know for for some of them it's. It's part of the reason right. they come to market, that they have that business, they have that security. Um, and also you inform them. You'll say to them, can you grow me X or can you grow me that? Um, and they'll strive their hardest to do that. And mm. we'll end up having you know, a great product, a diverse product, a fresh product at market because the chefs want it. And that's good for and everybody. And they grew it. Correct. That's fascinating. Um, so, David, you've been there for 12 years at Union Square now and did you ever think that this um the market uh, i don't know if it like at first it was surprising to find restaurants sourcing their restaurant you know products from the green market um has it really picked up and this is more more, and more common each year 
I think, it, well, Alfred, I'm sure, would say it's always been there, but not to the extent that it is today. I mean, we have, I would say we have, you know, a steady 50 to 100 restaurants in there uh, mm-hmm. every week shopping and sourcing from us. Some are ex- exceedingly loyal. Um, yeah. So it's definitely a a growing movement, and it's it's a great movement for, for that reason. But it, it's the restaurant business is the same thing. I mean, both the farmer and the, the restaurant world has changed dramatically over the last 25, 30 years. And in many ways, I think that the two have grown together. And um, how, how do you think it has changed most dramatically in the last 20, 30 years? How has it changed most dramatically? I mean, yeah. I think that, that uh, well, I would probably defer to Albert on the ingredient side, but I think that it's, it's safe to say that the accessibility of quality ingredients is much better today. Mm-hmm. And the demand from the restaurants helps establish that uh, for, the, for the farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's it. I think the unique thing about uh, the Union Square Green Market is that that relationship that has evolved between the chef and the farmer, um, and together I think they've helped each other uh, improve. It is synergistic. Yeah, it is completely. Um, and Alfred, you're obviously like a pioneer of this farm-to-table movement in a rest in with the Gotham Bar and Grill. Um, what and I know that you're very close to the green market. Um, what would you do if you had to choose a different location, and it weren't so easy? Or what happens? You know, what were some of the challenges of getting um, a lot of quantity? Well, uh, you hit on something actually uh, that was a, um, a challenge for us early on because, you know, Gotham is a big restaurant. Right. Uh, it's about 165 seats. We're on 12 East 12th Street. And it's a busy, it's a very lively restaurant. And it wasn't always practical. Um, like uh, You would see a chef there on his bicycle yeah. know, uh, loading up his, the very baskets yeah. you know, to go do a special that night. But um, we needed quantity. Um, <laughs> now, that's not to say that we would not pick some beautiful herbs uh, or, you know, strawberries or something as a garnish. But uh, it really evolved into um, in, into using the market, us using the market more and more and more. Um, I mean, I was introduced to fingerling potatoes mm-hmm. uh, in this country at Union Square Market. I mean, there were two people growing it, or I think it was one person growing them. And I remember David Boulay and I bought all the potatoes, and we, we bought like three or f- I think five thousand pounds of potatoes, and she she stored them for us, and then delivered them you know once every wow. couple of weeks. And look um, what's happened now. Yeah, now you know, now you now can't find the, other kinds of potatoes. Well, you can. Now but. they're in the, the food department at Duane Reed. Um, well, but. who tell? Can you tell me who started the ramp thing? Do you know? Oh, I, you know I don't know. I mean foraging. Uh, is just an, uh, a sort of a, a, a it's a yeah. relatively new phenomena, and uh, I mean ramps have been around a while, and they are available in the market. Because I don't know if you've ever seen them out in the wild. When, when you come across ramps, there are thousands of mm. them. They grow in in huge in huge quantity. I hear they only grow near the water, though. They like um, the watery wetlands, yeah, yeah slightly, yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. Where it originated? I can't uh, forget that out. Do you know David? I, you know, I'm, for as long as I've been there, which is, uh, I've always seen them, the wild leeks, as some people call them. Um, I guess you can't cultivate them; you have to just uh, forage for them and, and 
many farmers have them, as you said, in a huge abundance on their properties or near their properties, and they're astounded to bring this in, and they can sell it in the quantities that they do. Yeah. I think one of the farmers that we feature in here, Rick Bishop, uh, actually, I was talking to him earlier. No, No. uh, Rick Bishop from Mountain Sweetberry Farm. That's right, Mountain Sweetberry. He he actually uh, has a GPS system where he (laughs) plots out exactly where the ramps were last year and where he thinks they're going to go this year and uh, forages and brings in by the truckloads. Wow. This this, this huge amount of fresh ramps. That's Uh, fun. But I think ramps, I mean, it's safe to say that they've been around for a long, long time. Yeah. It's it's more probably of an indication of what has transpired in both the restaurant and the market scene is that people have become more aware of them, so creating this phenomenon um, that... Yeah. I think also they're the harbinger of spring. It's the first thing we see that's green in the market. So there's mm-hmm. a huge kind of hubbub about it. True. There's hey, like nothing for a long time. Spring is here. Ramps yeah. are back. And and what's kind of beautiful about them, too, is just the short season. I kind of like that about them. It's just a, it's four weeks. You generally, you, you eat them, you enjoy them, and you look forward to so next year again. So except, yeah. except if, we, if you're picking we pickle them, them. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> if you're we pickle them, them and, okay. and use them throughout the summer. But you know, we talked a lot about how the relationship between the farmers and the chefs have you know were instrumental in growing mm-hmm. uh, the market. Um, but you know, I think a lot could be said about the, the you know the average person who's shopping in the market and 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 how the awareness of food um, over the last twenty years have has grown uh, and multiplied and and how discerning um, people are and how knowledgeable about, they are about food and ingredient and quality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's also been instrumental in driving the market in demand. Uh, I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, we have, you know, part of what we do on the ground is, you know, we have a manager station. We, we educate our customers. Sometimes they, they'll educate us, but they definitely have very um, specific questions and they demand excellence. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been increasing over the over the years I've been there. I've seen that synergy. Yeah, and it all it exactly it all plays back into with raising the quality. And that's of the interesting, Ian, with the customers, average shoppers, as well as restaurants. Um, we're going to quick cut to a quick little commercial interlude, and we'll be right back to finish our conversation with Chef Alfred Portelli, Brett Census from Gotham Bar and Grill, and David Hughes of the Green Market. You're listening to The Crying Blues by the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Stay tuned for more from Eat Your Words. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Washed rind cheeses are a fairly recent addition to the repertoires of artisanal cheesemakers in the United States. These cheeses tend to be stinkier than other types and are often high on the list of connoisseurs. Now, Whole Foods Market has come up with one of their own. The raw cow's milk cheese made by Sprout Creek Farm in Poughkeepsie, New York, is washed with six-point ale from Red Hook, Brooklyn. The beige sticky rind deepens in color as it ages. The satiny ivory cheese within is mellow with a sweetly tangy bite and a grassy aroma. The current version features six-point diesel, which is in limited supply, so stop by and pick up some before it's gone. And point-of-origin cheese is sold exclusively at Whole Foods Market in New York, northern New Jersey, and Connecticut. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com.
You're listening again to Eat Your Words, and we're chatting with folks who helped write the Green Market to Gotham, a recipe journal, and um, Chef Alfred Portelli, chef of Green Mar- of Gotham Bar and Grill. Why did you decide to self-publish this book? You've written three other cookbooks that are very well-renowned and beautiful, and as Brett was saying earlier, they're very you know substantial. They have a hundred or so recipes in them. Um, and then you went off on well, your own. You know, the, we Brett and I both have uh, our own reasons for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, um, it, it, we were under a, a time constraint, and oh. um, we thought the only way to get this published and and out by the beginning of summer, which is when we wanted it, um, this was a good course to take. Um, and not only that, you know, we, we had fun internally producing the book and. Um, Unlike my three books, we really involved a lot of the, the restaurant personnel in, in the production of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brett's wife was involved in the writing and did an outstanding job. And, um, and the photography was done by a woman from Grow NYC. So Amanda Gentile. It, Amanda. It was a, a, a much more of a collaborative cool. effort than um, my previous books. Um, so we, um, that's the, the, the route we took. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the idea of the collaboration, too, because you, you're so hands-on when you get to self-publish that, you, you know, you've written up these wonderful, like, uh, farmer profiles, um, and, you know, you had that freedom. Yeah, I think um, that the decision was also driven partly by, uh, it's it's sort of a hybrid self-publishing, because we did have a partner who, who, who shared. Who actually printed it, yeah. Who did the printing and the graphic design work. Um, but like Alfred said, it really pulled the team at Gotham mm-hmm. into it. So all the chefs were, you know, working on on establishing what the recipes would be and presenting them to Alfred for you know, him to to review and, and tweak. Uh, we did all the photography at Gotham um, with the chefs there. Alfred and and his uh, sous chefs uh, styling it. It was. Wow. Uh, it was a and it was done rather quickly. I think we did it in probably two well, months. It looks time. beautiful, um, and I understand a portion of the proceeds are going to the Green Market's education. Uh, what what programs? I think it's to the youth education yeah. program. And yeah, which yeah. We we've worked for uh, the last three years with uh, some of the programs, the uh, Learn to Grow It, Eat It program, um, as well as the Learn to Grow program, which are both public school based programs that uh, Grow NYC. Runs and they've been, uh, it, you know, fantastic to work with the kids and been very inspirational for us and for our staff. And and I, I certainly hope we had the the equal effect on hmm. on the kids. And but. I know Grow NYC consider you a valuable friend and 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 a, and, a, and a good partner. And you've also played host to our annual fundraiser, I believe, yes. Toast to Our Taste Town. Taste of the yeah. Green Market. <clears throat> um, uh, Toast to Our Town. I think. Oh, twi- Toast of Our Town. Twice you've done that for us. Yeah, the last two years we we had a uh, we closed the restaurant and we had oh. a, a fundraising dinner um, for Grow NYC, which uh, which was quite a quite a success and a lot of fun. Yes, we'll be sure to invite you this year. We had a lot of fun. Um, uh, Alex Guarnaschelli, um, uh was was cooking with us uh, as well as some other chefs. So um, fun. Alex Mark, was a huge uh, green huge market yeah. Yeah. shopper. Yeah, and Mark Mark Forgione was with us, and um, it, it was a, a, an exciting um, uh, exciting night and very successful. 
And Harold Giedley was the other chef, just to be fair to all the chefs. Oh, my gosh. That's so much fun. Um, So, Chef Portelli, um, how hard is it to transcribe or translate uh, restaurant recipes into uh, actual recipes in a cookbook? Um, Well... And you obviously, know, you've had some experience. I, I, that's just it. I've yeah. done it oh, so many times. I mm-hmm. think the first book, the Gotham Bar and Grill uh, cookbook, which is still a favorite, um, it, yeah, I had to make a lot of adjustments. Um, I mean, we went as far as putting, p- purchasing a, a regular apartment-style huh? stove and installing it in the kitchen so that, that the BTUs and the cooking times were, were going to work. Now, that is generous. <laughs> just for us? So, Thank um, you. So we were we were pretty um, pretty efficient at mm-hmm. uh, cutting uh, at testing the recipes. The way it worked is I wrote the recipes um, and and made you know guesstimates uh, as to cooking times and amounts and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then we gave them to our chefs to taste or test rather and and adjust and it went really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And in terms of the styling, I shot the book all in the restaurant during service in the evening, um, which is how I shot my other three books for the most part. And that way, you, you know, trying to go to a studio and the food just doesn't have the same immediacy as, uh, as, as you know, coming right off the line and, and we will plate it and we... we production, uh, it's totally different. We, we, yeah. we actually did, we, it was remarkable how many shots, how many dishes we could shoot uh, in a four-hour period. You know, it, was, it went very quickly. Um, we had we had a we had we well, had fun with it. We, we had four hours because at eight o'clock it was do or die in the restaurant, and we had to be finished. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, people would be tripping over all the equipment. Uh, well, well done. Um, I, I gotta say, it looks yeah. it just looks really accessible. I mean, just for the mm. the avid home cook, isn't it's just, it? Yeah, it's a book you can pick up. And you spoke about hot hot temperatures in this very warm week, but so much so many of these recipes look i mean there's the some corn raw. soup is killing me right now yeah, just looking yeah. at it and you know i've made corn soups i guess chowders maybe a chilled one there um mm-hmm. i don't know did you pass this through a fine mesh sieve you, of course I did. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I know that much okay. yeah no it was uh, great and and the, the recipe on the cover I, I, this this past weekend you know it was so hot and it's just the most beautiful simple salad it's a summer melon salad mm-hmm. so you take you know cantaloupe and honeydew and watermelon and dress it with some lime juice mm. and, and then we added you know whatever we found in the garden um snow peas sugar snaps um get some fresh mint there too and, and fresh mint to brighten it up just a very cooling perfect summer salad it is isn't it um, and I have to just wonder I have to ask was there any dishes that you can recall or maybe a type of preparation that just you just can't make it work for writing in a cookbook as a recipe. Well, like. um, just generally, we we try to keep uh, both all the recipes kind of user friendly. I mean, it, it, we we didn't set out to do a, a, a coffee table book that you could just look at the pictures. Or mon- molecular you know, gastronomy. Yeah. Or so you know the ingredients um, are all accessible uh, in the in the market or in you know a fine mm-hmm. uh, supermarket. And techniques, we, you know, while we wanted to stay true to the style of some of the dishes, we, we, we pretty much simplified and, and, mm-hmm. and made it so that 
um, people could cook from it and enjoy it in their own home. That was the that was our main goal. Fascinating. Um, and, you know, we talked, uh, Brett, you mentioned, like, the restaurant industry has changed a lot in the last 30 years. It's been, the green market has changed a lot. And Chef Portelli, you've been a chef for so long and, you know, so many awards won. How do you think that your maybe perspective on food or cooking styles uh, have changed or evolved? Um, well, yeah, it, I mean, we're, we're constantly evolving. Um, a lot of the basic principles I use when creating a dish and, uh, and serving a dish at Gotham have, not, have mm. not changed. I mean, the basic, the fundamentals, the principles in which I uh, uh, work within um, are sort of time, tried and true. Um, you know, certainly we, we try to um, adjust to changing, you know, economic times and, and personal tastes and for health reasons. I think that the food is lighter now. It's more, um, uh, it's it's healthier in a way. You know, we're not using as much butter. Um, you know, which softens wow. flavors. Mm-hmm. We tend to keep uh, the flavors uh, pure. Pure, yeah. Um, our presentation, which we're very well known for, um, has been a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, the food is still beautiful, but. Um, it's changed, mm. and you know we, we we basically take our cues from, you know, all the influences around us, and and and, and the sort of changing customer. Mm. Uh, Fascinating. Tastes. There's 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 always a dialogue at Gotham okay. about where somebody has eaten, what they had, how was that done, and then there's a lot of playing that happens with 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 the chefs and in Alfred who will go out to dinner and come back and say that. You know, we had the most amazing pea something or another, and then they'll try to recreate it. And it, it's uh, so it, it's it's a some it's a it's a place that grows on a daily basis. It's very organic. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, my final question: I would like all of you guys to maybe chime in. Um, what do you think is the next it ingredient from the green market? The next ramps? The next fingerlings? Oh gosh! Green well, Union Square. Well, what should I got? What I would say is, um, you know. Cooking is it's a, it's a challenge at times because you know the, we're, they're not we're you know we're Weird. using this we're using <laughs> yeah. the same kind of basket of ingredients, but the farmers have managed every year to come up with unique things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this year there's I don't even know what they're calling it. There, there's this green that's being produced that tastes like uh, a, a fresh peas, but it's this leafy um, leafy green that one of the farmers were producing. Another one is is this um, uh, different varieties of basil mm-hmm. and um, the rainbow carrots. So, you know, I don't know what's coming <laughs> next, but there's been lots of fun things yeah. coming out of the market. I'll have to scout out that pea tasting green. Rick, Rick Bishop this year had some really interesting sugar snaps, uh, purple, purple sugar snaps yeah. and, and nice. yellow ones. that he-, he had an interesting broccoli, too, like a leafy broccoli that was amazing. Rick is an incredible guy. Yeah. He really is. But I think kale is still king right now. Kale is the one? <laughs> kale is king. And, and Tristars are in now. They're, we have a huge flush of Tristar strawberries right now. And oh, okay. They're always incredible. They're just an amazing. Still going. Fruit. i got to go scout those out. Yeah. Love it. Love that when all the, like, you still got strawberries and there's peaches and nectarines and plums and, oh, exciting times. But um, once again, thank you all to... Um, you know, thank you so much for sharing more about this wonderful cookbook, which you can find at Gotham Bar and Grill's website. 
It's called Green Market to Gotham. You can also taste out some of the dishes that they're doing throughout the summer, um, weekly, as the, as, they, uh, as the seasons change. Um, and yeah. and you can always visit us. We're sure to have something uh, on the menu from the from the book. 12 East 12th Street. And Thank do, you so much. Don't forget to come to Union Square Green Market and, and, and get the ingredients, source them there. Absolutely. GrowNYC.org. Love you guys. All right. Thanks again, and have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. So good inside